The Last Word with Matt Cooper. If you're an Irish citizen and if you're on the register, you get a chance to vote on Friday week in amendments to the Constitution that are being proposed by the government. There are two amendments being proposed. Uh, they're being called the Family Amendment and the Care Amendment. We're not going to discuss the Care Amendment this evening. We will do that next Tuesday. Today we're going to concentrate on the Family Amendment. And I'm just going to read for you what the Constitution says in Article 41. The state recognises the family as the natural primary and fundamental unit group of society and as a moral institution possessing inalienable and imprescriptible rights, antecedent and superior to all positive law. To that, these words will be added if you agree to changing the Constitution. And those words are, after the family, it says whether founded on marriage or on other durable relationships. So that's the addition, whether founded on marriage or on other durable relationships. And then another part of Article 41 says, the state pledges itself to guard with special care the institution of marriage on which the family is founded and to protect it against attack. It is now proposed to take out the words on which the family is founded. So instead it would say the state pledges itself to guard with special care the institution of marriage and to protect it against attack. The logic of that being that if you've made the initial amendment that has been suggested, then on which the family is founded would become superfluous. So what we're going to do is we have two people on the yes side, two people on the no side. We're going to debate the issue here, but we're going to give each of them 90 seconds to set out why they believe that you should vote yes or you should vote no. We're going to start with a person from the yes side, and that's Karen Kiernan, the chief executive of One Family. And Karen, your 90 seconds starts now. This is a really positive amendment that we've been campaigning for for over 50 years since we were founded back as Cherish. The wording has been carefully designed to recognise and protect families like a single mum or dad and their child or two unmarried parents and their children or a long-term committed cohabiting couple. Also, it will protect grandparents for a child where they're caring for a child when their own parent can't, kinship care. So to bring about a million more people under the constitution to be recognised as a family, which is a really happy thing because it is about equality. We know families are about love, caring, support and worry, not just marital status. I'm thinking of one of our founders, Mary, she's 83. She had her son back in 1972 as a single mother. And she has called on Irish citizens to please go out and vote for her and her family so she can be recognised as a real family. And she cries every time she's asked for this. So we see the yes vote as part of symbolic reparations for how single mothers, fathers and their children were treated in the past by the churches, state and society when they were shamed and weren't able to keep their own children. But it's also relevant to all those families today where children are being born to parents not married to each other. I'm thinking of Breda from Dublin. She's two children in a constitutionally recognised family and two that aren't because she was married at some point. So it's a nonsense. All her children are precious. 
So let's be clear, this is simple and it's the marriage equality moment for single parents and unmarried families. And that's your it's 90 seconds, unfortunately, Karen. I'm going to have to be strict on this because of reasons of balance, but you will get to elaborate upon your points in just a moment. OK, so our first speaker on the no side is a columnist with the Irish Daily Mail and Sunday Times who has been writing about these issues as she also is a barrister. Brenda Power, your 90 seconds starts now. I believe that if this referendum is passed in the terms that it is currently framed in, we will almost certainly need another referendum within five years to sort out the mayhem that it will cause. I do not have any objection to the removal of the words upon which the family is founded. I think that would have been sufficient. I also think that it would have addressed the the issues that Karen has spoken about there, particularly in relation to single parents who are not currently recognised as a family under the Constitution. However, it is the addition of the term durable relationship that I consider is going to cause absolute mayhem in the courts and for the constitution down the line. Basically, we have no definition of durable relationships. It could mean anything. The Supreme Court has previously considered this from a two-week relationship to a long-term cohabiting relationship. And it's important to say that when this matter came before the Supreme Court before, there was no requirement that the parties involved be cohabiting or that there be any minimum term involved in the relationship. In other words, a short relationship of a matter of weeks could still be considered a durable relationship and constitutionally the equivalent of marriage, a de facto marriage with all the rights and entitlements of married couples. The the, the minister has already said there will be no differential treatment between couples in a durable relationship and married couples. And you don't have to be a constitutional lawyer to know that will cause all manner of chaos in terms of succession, in terms of probate, in terms of tax law. 90 seconds, Brenda, sorry, you'll get a chance to elaborate in just a little while. Our next speaker on the yes side is Senator Fiona O'Loughlin from Fianna Fáil. Uh, We give you your 90 seconds starting now. Thank you, Matt. Our constitution is 87 years old and it was always intended to be a living, breathing document reflecting society at any given time. We all acknowledge that we live in a very different country and society now since our constitution was written in 1937. And we're lucky that we have the opportunity to reflect changes through referenda, which we've had 32 to date. The 39th referendum, which I'm asking people to vote yes on in, on March the 8th, is about recognising a broader concept of family, one that is not solely based on marriage, while at the same time protecting the special place of marriage. As it stands, our constitution recognises only one form of family that is based on marriage. That does not reflect the reality of modern society, where 43% of children were born outside of marriage in 2022 and roughly one million people live together in durable relationships other than marriage. And they're our brothers, our sisters, our friends, our neighbours, our work colleagues. The proposed amendment recognises that families like ourselves come in all shapes and sizes and they all need to be valued and treated equally. Currently, the Constitution fails to recognise unmarried parents, single parents and other non-traditional family forms. The amendment when passed will extend the constitutional protection offered to families not just based on marriage and is intended to encompass family relationships of strength, stability, continuity and commitment. And I echo And that's your 90 seconds. Thank you very much, Fiona. Okay. Our final speaker on the no side is as the independent Senator Michael McDool. Your 90 seconds starts now. Thanks, Matt. 
Well, first of all, I agree with everything that um, has been said here by Brenda Power. And I agree with all of what she has said about the unknown consequences of changing this amendment, uh, the Constitution, to uh, extend the notion of family uh, beyond marriage to an undefined set of relationships which are called durable relationships. In the Shannad, we put down an amendment saying that it was for the Iraqis, the Doyle and the Shannad, to decide what was and what was not a durable relationship. But this was rejected by the government and they decided instead that they would leave it to the courts to decide. Courts only decide cases that come before them where there are two people disagreeing on something and they want a decision from the judiciary. It is um, completely wrong for us to, at this stage, uh, say that families mean what um, people involved in disputes before courts um, succeed in persuading a judge uh, that they actually mean in future. Durable relationships has been left entirely undefined and uh, we are being asked effectively to sign a blank cheque. So I'm asking voters to reject this uh, arrogance on the part of the government to change the constitution, uh, to to take a a step into the unknown and to uh, tell the government that it is the business of of the Iraqis um, and elected uh, representative TDs of the, and senators to decide what That's uh, is or is not a family in Th- future. Thank you very much. Okay, let's open up the discussion to all of our contributors. And I want to focus on, given that it's come up with both what Michael McDool and Brenda Parr have brought up, emphasising durable relationships. Senator Fiona O'Loughlin, why does this amendment to the Constitution, as proposed by the government, not define what a durable relationship is? Well, I understand a lot of consideration was given to the potential and possible wording that could be used. And indeed, committed relationships was one of the areas that was looked at. Um, But it was then decided that that might reflect from one an adult to a child. And in terms of these different type of family situations that we're looking at, while we're looking at single parent families, unmarried parents with children, we're also looking at situations where we have grandchildren rearing the children, uh, rearing their own grandchildren. So the word durable was the one that was agreed was the best possibility. But I think more important than defining what is a durable relationship is what defines a family. And at the moment, the only recognition, the only definition in the Constitution is family that's founded on marriage. And we all know very strong, committed, caring relationships that are not included in the Constitution. And we really want to make sure that they're included, the families that are at the moment excluded. And as I said earlier, that could be about a fifth of our population. We want to recognise that family goes beyond the notion of family through marriage. But does that define what a durable relationship is. Isn't that sort of fundamental that if we're going to be changing the constitution to bring in words, that those words have to have meaning that we understand and that are based in law rather than expecting an interpretation to come from judges in the future? I accept the point you're making, but the amendment really is designed to move away from the very rigid definition of family that we have at this point in time. And I think if there had been a rigid set of words defining families other than non-marital families, I think that would have been put in place. 
It was generally agreed, I understand, by government parties and supported by the Attorney General's interpretation that this would be the best possible definition going forward. Okay, what about that, Brenda Parr, that this is the legal advice received by government that this is the best possible definition in the circumstances? You see, again, everything that that Fiona and and Karen have expressed concern about could have been addressed by simply removing the words on which the family is founded from Article 4131, I think it is. Um, The the insertion of the words durable relationship, I think Fiona has acknowledged there, is, is, is not clear and it will put a durable relationship whose definition will rely on court or many courts or many different interpretations going forward in the future. And the the point is, Matt, so you're putting these durable relationships on a par with marriage. And I don't know that it's it's entirely fair to say that marriage will still have a special place if a, a durable relationship, which could be of any duration, and indeed, as far as we're aware, could involve any number of people, that's not entirely being ruled out either, on the same par as marriage. And then you see, you, you for instance, when you're filling in your tax form, I know Michael has made this point before, and you're asked whether or not you're married, you will now presumably be able to say, well, no, I'm not, but I'm, a dur- I'm in a durable relationship. And then it will be left to some tax official to determine what your durable relationship amounts to. And me also that by apparently prioritising durable relationships or or placing the emphasis in this new dispensation on durable relationships, you are kind of excluding single parents who may not be in any relationship. So, I mean, again, you know, there's, there does seem to be an unnecessary sort of inclusion here that could have been left out, but has the potential to cause huge legal chaos and uncertainty. And, and you know, if, if you are talking about a de facto marriage, then you're talking about de facto spouses who could well have a constitution or at least a legal claim under an intestacy, for example. And as we know at the moment, say a marriage, if you married, married somebody after you've, you've drafted your will, you get married, uh, that revokes your will. So what we don't know is whether or not a durable relationship, a de facto marriage, will also revoke a will, meaning that your will is invalid and you may have died intestate. And the person who turns up and says, well, actually, I was in a durable relationship with this person. We didn't live together because there is no requirement on us to be cohabitees. But here are the, the cards, the letters, the invitations, the texts or whatever. I can prove <laughs> I'm in a durable relationship. That marriage, that, that will is potentially revoked and that person as the de facto spouse gets everything. OK, Karen Kiernan, I know you're not a lawyer but would you not concede that there might be a necessity to have a definition as to what a durable relationship is before we actually put it into the Constitution? No, because the Constitution, the purpose of it is a high-level principle and that's what we're being asked to vote on. And this is absolutely about children and their parents. So it is about single-parent families. It is about kinship carers, cohabiting couples. That is what it's for, and that's why it was designed by this. I have listened to so many constitutional lawyers in the last couple of weeks who are very frustrated with the kinds of issues that unfortunately are being raised again today because they are not what we're being asked to vote on. We're being asked to consider all of those families who are currently excluded from consideration in the Constitution. And if there are changes needed to be made in tax or otherwise, that will be done by the Oireachtas. That is their job. Our job as people is to say, from, from a values point of view, we know these families. We know they do the work of families. And shouldn't we include them in the Constitution? So let's just be clear. This is very simple. And it's also primarily symbolic. 
So for most people, they won't have to take a case like John O'Mara had to take recently to the Supreme Court, where he was looking for the widow's pension that the Department of Social Protection refused to give him because he wasn't married to his partner. And the reason he got it was not because they were a long-term cohabiting couple, but because he had minor children. So this will make the Department of Social Protection and other discriminations that are currently in our legislation be changed by our legislators, as is correct. And we, the people, can help make that happen. And there are there are academics and lawyers far better than me and indeed the Electoral Commission who are very clear about what this is. It's for flexibility. And there are guidelines around what will be considered a family. And if someone has to go to court, which would be very rare, that, that there are all these safeguards and all these precedents, and it is absolutely not about a short relationship. The things that have to be proven are around very long-term committed and all the work. And there are other parts of the Constitution that other people can speak to about moral institution and inalienable rights and all of that. But what I know as a non-lawyer is that this is something that has been campaigned for for over 50 years. And if we don't vote for this, this is a massive rejection. It's not just status quo. It is a massive rejection for lone parents, for unmarried families who will feel that. What would we be saying to them? Okay, let me put that to Michael McCool, that this would be a rejection to non-marital families, all of these single parent families or unmarried families, that they would actually feel discriminated against if we don't agree to this amendment. Well, it certainly won't be a rejection of them and nobody at the moment is forced to marry and everybody is, uh, the Supreme Court in the O'Mara case, to which Karen just referred, said that people are perfectly free to cohabit if they want and to decide not to get married and to say that they don't want uh, the official status of being married at all. Uh, There's no rejection in making that choice. But to go to, for instance, what Karen said, she said this is all about children. It's not all about children because cohabiting couples will be, we are told, covered by this durable relationship um, uh, idea. But I'll, I, I Sorry, ask, a lot of couples don't have children as well. Exactly. And, 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 the, and the point I'm making is that they choose either to marry or not to marry. But at the moment, for instance, you can't um, end a, 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 a family based on marriage without getting a, a decree of divorce. And you can't get that decree of, of, of divorce except by a court. And the court is obliged to um, not to give it to you unless you've looked after your spouse and um, and your children, that's the, that's the law at the moment. But under this proposal, if um, I and a, say a woman are um, in a, just cohabiting together without children, I can walk out the door, and that's the end of the relationship. I don't have to go to court. I don't have to. Uh, the, uh, the The woman in question uh, has no rights to say I, I come back here. Um, this situation. Well, let me is put that to Fiona. Is that a durable relationship if there is no marriage? But if one partner leaves and the other partner hasn't agreed with it, could they still end up arguing for legal reasons that they have a durable relationship, even though they were not married and they haven't had any formal recognition of the end of this so-called durable relationship? Well, I think this goes back to a point that Brenda made. She was saying that marriage wouldn't have a special place in the Constitution. And in fact, I think it does. And what we're talking really here is about laws on succession and on property rights. And that is laid out in various pieces of legislation, in particular the Succession Act of 1965 
and also the Civil Partnership and Certain Rights and Obligations of Cohabitants Act. And that was in 2010. So the legislation is very clearly in place in terms of succession rights, in terms of property rights. And that is... Sorry, do those laws define durable relationships? Those laws don't. But, for example, in Succession Act, it's very clear that that is based on our laws around marriage, not on durable relationships. And this is going to be the same difference going forward. So while we're saying that we absolutely want to have other forms of family recognised in the Constitution and those values in place, the legislation at the moment would give the rights to cohabitants and in relation to succession laws. Now, there's no reason... And how does a constitutional change affect the succession and inheritance rights and laws that we have at present? It it doesn't at present. So at this point... So why then do we need to change the constitution? The constitution is mainly reflecting our values and where we are in society. But down the law, there may be... The Oireachtas, later on, may decide to bring in different legislation in relation to those. But at this point in time, the and when you think about it, the Constitution... Sorry, why not bring in that legislation now? Didn't we have previous constitutional referenda where we were told what legislation would be brought in in the event of the Constitution being changed? Yes, that has happened in the past. But when you think about the, the Constitution written in 1937, it took until 1965, almost 30 years later, for women to have any rights in relation to property whatsoever. The Constitution had been in place for 30 years at that stage. So the Oireachtas at any given time, it is at the will of the Oireachtas and the government of that time to change legislation if needs. Okay, what about that point, Brenda Parr, that we will be able to update and change the legislation to suit whatever change is made in this referendum if it is passed next week? But you see, the difficulty is that if you enshrine durable relationships on the same status as marriage, and I'll say again that the minister has stated that there will be no differential treatment between durable relationships and marriage, then you're going to have to update such as the Succession Act, for example, to take... OK, we're continuing our debate on the family referendum, which takes place on Friday week. Uh, we just lost Brenda Parr off the line before the break, but we have her back. So do you want to finish the point you were making, Brenda? I, I, don't, know, I don't know what point. I'm sorry, I don't know what I was point. asking you in yeah. relation to to uh, what we had heard from Fiona about the possibility that we can bring in legislation for various definitions if required of the future. But you see, at the, at the moment, I mean, what will happen then is that people will have a constitutional right to challenge anything that would appear to exclude them on the basis of their durable relationships not being the equivalent of marriage. And the minister has said that there will be no differential treatment. There cannot be any differential treatment between people in durable relationships or people in marriages. So all of this amendment of, of this uh, legislation will be open to challenge the constitutional challenge if anybody is denied their rights as, as, as members of a durable relationship. And the, the other thing I was just going to say there was, Michael uh, made the point that there is nothing forcing anybody to get married. But I would say equally, there's really nothing stopping anybody getting married in this country now. And I mean, to try to make a, an equivocation between this and the, the uh, um, marriage equality referendum a few years ago, when we knew that people we know were, were stopped from, from marrying because they were in same-sex relationships. That's not the case now. It's not equivocal. And I, I hear the same language being used, but in fact, it's quite disingenuous because there is now nothing stopping anybody marrying whoever they want. You can get divorced and remarry as many times as you like. So if people are, are in durable relationships and have chosen not to marry, what they're asking now is that their status be the same as people who made that enduring legally binding commitment. 
Okay, what do you say to that, Karen Kiernan, that is there a certain about having your cake and eating it approach in relation to this, that marriage is freely available to all if you decide that you don't want to avail of the rights involved in marriage, you can't expect to have all of the same rights. But I don't know why anyone thinks people would have all of the same rights, because the wording of the Constitution is that marriage will still be protected from attack and it's still privileged. So it doesn't matter what anyone says or any minister, you know, or any interpretation of what someone says. Marriage will always have more protection than other relationships in the Constitution. And that special position is retained. So that's not the case. And I suppose... The, the, the people I'm primarily speaking about are, in fact, single parents and they don't have a relationship. They can't get married for them. This is very, very much about the way they have been treated historically. The fact that for many of them, their immediate issues are not to do with this referendum, but the fact that actually they're struggling every day trying to make ends meet. Um, but they still want to be recognised. It'll still be extremely hard to and just to if give they're us, not. Karen, just give us the figure you quoted again earlier. How many people do you think this applies to who will now be recognised as a real family outside of marriage if this referendum amendment is passed? Well, my understanding from what the Taoiseach said is it's up to a million people. So that is including all unmarried uh, cohabiting couples, all single parent families and kinship carers. So there's quite a broad amount of people who are not currently recognised as families. So they may be recognised in other ways, but they're not recognised as families. And that is the piece that I suppose we're being asked as as voters and as citizens of Ireland is, can we reflect the reality of the families and the life and the love that are currently existing in Ireland instead of having to be stuck with a definition from 87 years ago, can can we encompass that? And, and really, that is what's being put to people symbolically. Can we include all these other types of families, some who don't want to be married, some who cannot get married? It, it's not about marriage. It's actually about the work and the love and the, the commitment. And that is what will be judged if cases ever do need to go to court. Michael McDougall, what about those 1 million people are estimated up to 1 million people. I don't, I don't accept that there are 1 million people who are having their rights denied at all. I believe that single parents, for instance, have rights which are recognised under the Constitution and the courts protect them. But can I, can, I make, can I make a point though here? And I think it is important. Karen says, you know, that uh, the rights of a single, as a single mother, for instance, with her child to be regarded as a family are important. But just take that situation. A single mother and her child um, are, are to be regarded as a family. Um, a, a man comes and lives with her and has two further children with her. Um, it, does the first family cease to exist and has a second family come into existence which subsumes the first? And if he then moves out and um, uh, starts a relationship with a, a, a durable relationship with a third person. Has, does the first family come back into existence? Does the second family cease to exist? Is he part, party to two family relations or ships or three? All of this is completely up in the air. And it seems to but be... How that, often is that likely to happen? It's, it happens very frequently, according to um, the minister uh, who's, who, who was on um, prime time recently. He said it happens all the time. Okay, can you answer that, Fiona Lachlan? What happens in a situation like that? Well, I think that Michael, in his own way, has hit the nail on the head. We have a lot of these complicated relationships as as it stands. And many of us would know of different situations that, are, that you know, our neighbours, our friends 
we all hear the anecdotes about all of these. So because of that, we cannot ignore that there are many other types of, some of them complicated, familial relationships other than marriage. And we should be recognising those. This it may, of course, throw up different scenario down the line, but that's not a reason not to recognise, not to acknowledge and not to value and support different family relationships other than those based on marriage. But what about the example that Michael gave you? Can that be answered? Well, every situation is completely different and every situation is unique with a different perspective. But what I would feel myself is that durable relationships will probably change and evolve. Whereas marriage is different and there are legal situations around succession and around property rights with marriage. There is not at this point in time with durable relationships. So I would feel that somebody may move from one durable relationship into another one and possibly into another one. But they are very different than okay. marriage situation. Well, this might be that, slightly that's the kind of uncertainty that I think is absolutely implicit in this amendment. And it's the reason that I've, I've been uh, campaigning against it. If they had said that durable relationship only means what the Arachthus says it means, the Arachthus could provide by law that it doesn't apply to somebody uh, going into a second or third relationship unless they've looked after the um, partner in the first relationship and any children they've had. That applies to, to people who are seeking a divorce. But we are being told now, no, all of this has to be decided by the courts in cases okay. where parties come to the court to disagree. To, all right, to I'm disagree. conscious of getting balance and time and everything. This might be slightly tangential, but I'm going to put it to both Brenda and to Karen. Briefly, Brenda, has this all been complicated by the fact that civil partnerships, which we had for a while, no longer exist since we had the marriage equality referendum? Well, you see, this is, again, this is something completely different from what would have been understood to be a a civil partnership previously, because as I said, so far as we know from court decisions on durable relationships, they can be very short term and the people don't even have to be cohabiting. And I just come back to something Fiona said there, you know, the the succession law, for instance, doesn't doesn't address durable relationships, it only addresses marriage. But I mean, my point is that that will have to change if durable relationships are given the same status as marriage. And and that is, I suppose, that's a, an element of the obfuscation that we're getting from the yes side saying, oh, look, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't concern succession. No, it doesn't now. It doesn't now because there is no such thing in the law, or at least haven't given constitutional status as will. durable relationships. Okay. But it will. Karen, can I come back to you? Should we be also reintroducing civil partnerships as an alternative to marriage rather than having unspecified but just assumed durable relationships? Well, that's a matter for discussion perhaps after this referendum. But this referendum is asking us to do is to consider extending recognition and protection in the Constitution to unmarried families, single parent families and committed cohabiting couples and kinship carers. It's that simple. Anything else will not be considered in the courts. There are numerous experts saying this. And there's a lot of what we're hearing, unfortunately, is is confusing potentially people but I think we all know who the families are and that's what courts look at and they are us, they are neighbours and friends and relatives and that's what a yes vote is for, it's to extend recognition and not okay. much more than that until the Oireachtas decides otherwise. 
We're going to leave it there. Thank you all very much for being with us. The last speaker was Karen Kiernan from One Family, Ireland's national organisation for one-parent families. Before that, you heard Brenda Parr, columnist with the Irish Daily Mail and Sunday Times, who is also a barrister. And in studio, Senator Fiona Lachlan from Fianna Fáil and Senator Michael McDool, the independent senator. Thank you all for your time. You. We will be doing a special next Tuesday on the second referendum, and that is the so-called CARE referendum. So we will get to that next week in advance of Friday week's vote. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-